Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hi, and welcome back. This is episode number three, and they said it wouldn't last. (laughs) And here we are. And how are you doing? I'm doing great, Lisa. Great to be here. And it's great to continue our journey on exploring awareness. It is a journey. And I, I, I just have to thank you for everything I've learned from you so far. I I hope I'm not imagining it, that I think I feel better. And I think I'm implementing the tools that I've learned from you and the philosophies and the lessons and applying them to my everyday life and, and feeling a little bit better, I think, overall because of what I've learned and what we've discussed so far. That's cool. Yeah. So let's recap episode two a little bit because we talked about meditation being a pilot project. Right. Do you want to recap what that means again? Well, we were just saying that when people are sitting at home in meditation, you know, I'm practicing meditation, some of the practices that we're talking about, when you can do it at home, Mm -hmm. in your room, you know, without a lot of distractions, and you get a taste, you know, for the awareness. When you get a feeling for what this is all about, you can bring it out into the world. So meditation is a pilot project, not a, not a means to an end in and of itself, but a way to prepare you to be out in the world. I like how you said that we were building our awareness muscle. So maybe that's yeah, why I feel that I'm stronger, because I yeah, built my awareness yeah, muscle? Exactly. Okay. Maybe so. You probably tasted the sugar. <laughs> Refer to episode one for that one. <laughs> no, but you said, you know, awareness muscle, what connects you to your deeper wisdom and your deeper self. And you bring out into the world that uh, some space between things that might be bothering you and what you can do with that because you've developed this awareness muscle and maybe you're just going to take a step back from something that happens. Right. There even, is that. Taking yeah. a step back, seeing what's happening. And then the other part of that is responding as opposed right. to reacting. I love that. Yeah. That's a great tool. That is something that that uh, I really appreciate. Uh, something else that we talked about that I kind of wanted to explore a little bit more is top-down versus bottom-up. What are oh, we talking about? When right, we say that? Right, what does right, that mean? Right. Have you ever been to a, a workshop or a talk or something like this and people would say, well, you should be more loving hmm. or you know, you should do this or you should do that. Right. Or it's like, oh, and I do it this way. And, you know, there, there's a way that that triggers your 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 mind in a way. You know, right. I should be doing this. Right. You know, I'm going to make myself be more loving. You know, I'm going to make myself more compassionate. Right. Can you? Well, so that would be a top down approach. Right. And okay. there is this okay. there is this term, fake it till you make it. Hmm. <laughs> you know, but don't we want to be authentic? Don't we you want to really feel this and experience it? So, so a top-down approach is to is to force yourself to do certain things, and and sometimes it does create problems. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I should be more loving because people say I should be loving. Right. So the bottom-up approach, and the approach that that I like to take, is that that you find it within yourself, and then it kind of bubbles up. You know what I mean? So, like when we've been talking about what you were. You know, we had the whole talk about benefits, right? Right. In the first right. episode. So when we talk about connecting to your core, mm-hmm. right, when you realize who you really are, then loving becomes more organic, you know, it's like a bottom up. Is that something you have to strive for? Is it a goal you set for yourself necessarily? Everyone has an intention. And I okay, think an it's intention. A really a great good to have an intention uh-huh. for your practice, right? Of so, meditation? Yeah, your I'm going to meditate, but what, I'm meditating because I want to feel different or be better, or that's my intention? You could, Of course, you could have any mm. intention that you want. But when you sit with meditation, and then you start to, to, to feel into this deeper thing, then, then what emerges is love and peace and joy and generosity and and so it becomes an organic thing instead of something that you're looking for. It's already there. I think that's one of the important lessons that I have learned from these conversations and from you so far is that meditating is a 
can make a difference and how it's like a takeaway. Yeah, yeah. You, you do, you, I don't want to say you wake up, but you move on in your daily life and part of you just feels a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Am I imagining that or is that really how it works? Well, there's one thing that we used to say at the meditation center is that you'll never regret a day that you meditated. Ah. But some days you, if you didn't meditate right. and you're going through through the day and you're like, Stressed and yeah. you know, gone all around. And you're like, geez, I wish I had meditated right. today. Yeah. So it's kind of like you start if you start your day with meditation, you enter the day with a different perspective than you might if you're in a way to respond instead of like kind of waking up, rushing around, right, and getting right. to work, and kind of like continuing on the chaos. For me, it feels like it it becomes just part of who you are that you meditate, and it just gives you more of a peaceful overall feeling and i'm not trying to like over overdo it but is that common yeah it is, is it? common okay but remember the peaceful overall feeling yeah. is always there in you <laughs> say right? this again i love this this is my favorite right, because the, because you get clouded over by everything else right so if, if you if, if that part of you can guide you can guide you through the world you know then your day is going to be very different is that part of top down, bottom up? Mm-hmm. It really is. We need to make T-shirts with that on. There. <laughs> that's a great idea. I love that. That's a great idea. But so that's part of it. Part of of the getting to your core. The one of the lessons that I learned from you is that, I like I said I want to meditate so I can be calmer and I can be happier. And you said those things are already there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's the bottom up thing. Okay. Right. Well, it, tell us a little bit more different. about that. What does that mean exactly? Bottom up means it. Identifying with your core, you know, identifying. With identifying your... Why is that bottom up? Because it, it's not something that someone else is telling you to do, or it's something that your brain is telling you to do. It's something that is just organic, natural for you. It's like, oh, I'm emerging as this calm, peaceful, loving person that I always was. So I'll say that again. That's bottom up. It's no one else telling you what to do. You're just discovering it in yourself. Yeah, it's emerging from you, from from your inside, inside out. How much do we hear about that in society? Is oh, it- I don't think you hear that much at in society at all because everyone's telling you what to do there's these expectations that people have from you and there's and and like you were talking about you know you want these things right and people really do want these things they want peace and joy and happiness but they're you know looking for love in all the wrong Mm. places (laughs) so we're talking about things that no one can tell you what to do no i when you say that someone telling you to be a more loving person uh, i think you can't change anyone in fact i saw a thing I think on Facebook that said, you know, the only way you can change a man is if he's wearing diapers. And <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's true for men and women and everybody. Yeah, you can't. You can't change somebody. So how do you get them to want to change? You know, probably the only way is by being an example. And that's you know, the whole point of this podcast, mm, isn't it? By being an example. Mm. And so if, people may or may not want to change, but boy, when you get next to someone who is really peaceful and you can feel it you know and you you know maybe that i would like that for myself um but but maybe you don't think it's possible but it is it really is how we'll have to you know go back to our meditation practice well see that's why i think i try to be as loving as possible because i think if i can put love in the world i can make it a better place if i call myself the great distractor because i know that life is hard and things happen all the time. So if I can ride along next to you and cheer you up or make you laugh or distract you from something that's bringing you down, then I think that's what I'm here for. Yeah. So I like that. Lead by example. You know, leading by love is a wonderful practice. And it's an expression is of Is it your, a practice? It's, it is, you know. Who leads you by may love? Not call it, you, may, you are leading by love. and yeah. I mean, you may not consider it a practice but it's emerging from you where did it come from where so, does love come from in you i think it's everywhere i think it's yeah, yeah exactly so here's my issue i want to lead with love all the time but i don't think we live okay this is gonna i'm about to say something and i don't like what i'm about to say do you think we live in a loving world do we what do you mean because I think that I say this every time that love is everything and love is everywhere. And that should be the prevailing energy of our lives. And that's what I strive for. But I'm human and and it isn't always I'm not always connected to it. But I don't know if a lot of people 
are connected to that. And I think it would we'd all be better off if we were. But then again, I'm here I'm making a judgment, and I, I know I've learned from you that, that I shouldn't really talk that way. Well, it, it is what it is, you know, yeah. and and it's true the world is a it's a difficult place, right. you know, and the world is full of people that are driven by things mm-hmm. other than love. Right. I think that's right. I think when you look at look at greed and selfishness mm. and uh, power and uh, these type of things, it's these are all conditions. These are all like external circumstances that people have learned. And there's lots of people who have been that way and then discover something else and are no longer that way too. Mm-hmm. And so uh, how many people get an opportunity to listen to this kind of thing? How many people get exposed to this? Now, some people, some of their religions get exposed to some of this, right? right. So there's some deep wisdom hmm. in the traditional religions. But you know, other people who don't have exposure to that, they may not have access to a way to learn these things. I was just talking to the students today in the, in the psychology class at the University of Michigan, and you know, some of them don't have any resource to go to hmm. um, in, a, in an organized way. So that's why we were talking about mindfulness. You know, it's like you you can access this in any way. It doesn't have to be through a, through a religion. But for thousands of years, you know, there have been people that smile and they're loving and they have innate wisdom. You know, because that's that's who they are. You know, now they've written it down. They've turned it into religions. They've turned it into cultures, right? And and in America, you know, where we maybe don't have access to some of those things. I love the word wisdom. We yeah, need more too. wisdom we in do. our life. So how do we get wisdom? Top down, bottom up? I think that, that it's both. It's Is both. it? It's really nice to be around people who have wisdom. Yeah. Because it kind of gives you an opening to what's possible. But ultimately, they can't give it to you. You're going to have to find it within yourself. Wisdom gives you the openness to what's possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's our next T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that Upper is, stickers. Yes, right. Well, that's great. Do you want to talk about what happened last episode? Yeah. You started talking about meditation, and I started asking a lot of questions. Yeah. And listening back to the episode, because, yeah, we listen to our own episodes, not out of an ego place, but just so we can learn and grow and be better right. and, and connect with you listening even better the next time. I felt like, I don't want to say you were annoyed, but I felt like I was asking too many questions over and over and I wanted a quick solution and what's the answer Frank tell me now you know <laughs> and I what was your what were you feeling I don't want to put words in your mouth so well, you tell me you know I think it's I think that um, it's natural to have a lot of questions and it's a natural for people to want to have answers and I think that it's important to to ask those questions right and I'm not judging you about those questions and if I sounded Annoyed. I don't. I don't know um, if I was actually annoyed, but I was maybe answering the same question several times. Yeah. And I think we both believe in synchronicity, right? Yeah. So every morning I get up and either I write because I I gotta exit some thoughts from my overactive brain, or I outtake or intake, and then or sometimes I pick up a book. And I'm not a um, cover-to-cover reader. I pick up a book and I open a page and I see what speaks to me. So I picked up this morning the book The Wise Heart by Jack Kornfield. And I opened to page 271. I love and, that book. And I, I had like, well, you can see I've read it a few times. And then I came to something which I thought really was exactly like what we were talking about and happened in the last episode. Do you want me to read the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. The poet and spiritual teacher Oriya Mountain Dreamer writes about helping a participant at a New Age meditation seminar. Here are her words. At the end of a very long day, a small, thin woman in an oversized parka introduced herself as Isabel. And she said, can I do this meditation on my own? Yes, I said, I am sure you can, although so many people find it easier to establish a meditation practice with the help of a group. It's just hard to keep up the discipline on your own. But what will it give me? What will I get if I do this every day? Her tone took on a whining quality, and I felt my irritation rise as she continued. (laughs) How fast will it work? Will I feel a difference after a week? How will I know it's working? 
This was exactly the kind of thing I detested. The quest for a quick fix, the desire for guaranteed outcomes, the simple answer. Do this and you will get that. My sons were waiting for me and I wanted to go home. I took a deep breath, looked directly at Isabel, and set my knapsack down on the floor. I tried to slow down my words, thinking that maybe if I spoke slower, I would feel more patient. <laughs> well, I said, meditation is more of a process than a goal-oriented activity. It can help you become more aware of what is going on within and around you, and this can help reduce stress. My best advice is to try to just be patient with yourself. I picked up my bag and started to button up my coat. I really did have to leave, and I wanted to get out while I was feeling virtuous for not snapping her head off. But as I started to move away, Isabel suddenly reached out and grabbed my arm with surprising strength. But I want to know, she said, her voice rising in a crescendo that bordered on real panic. Will it help me find God? If I meditate, will I have an experience of something or somebody out there listening, somebody really with me? A wave of desperation swept from her through me, and I was surprised to find my eyes filling with tears. This woman wasn't looking for an easy answer or a guaranteed formula because she was lazy. She didn't want a simple plan because she was unable or unwilling to think critically about what would work. She wanted something she knew would work and work quickly because she was hanging on by her fingernails. She wanted something that would work in a week because she was afraid that she simply wasn't going to make it through months or years. I put my hand gently over Isabel's where it gripped my arm. It's okay, Isabel. We all feel desperate at times, I said. Nobody does it by themselves. We all need help. Her hand relaxed a little beneath mine and she started to cry. We talked for a while longer. There is no them. There's only us. When I left, I did not leave one of them. I said goodbye to one of us. A human being doing the best she can, searching for the home for which all our hearts long. I thought, oh my gosh, that's, a, uh. I, that's exactly how I felt things went between us last week. And I pick up this book and I open this page and that's exactly what it was. Wow. And uh, I don't know. I, I just thought that was pretty cool. And then in the next paragraph, she talks about to act out of love no matter what. To act out of love no matter what. Mm. I feel like that's what we should all... Uh, see, I keep doing this. I keep saying that we telling people how to feel or what, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't. That's important to me, and hopefully I can lead by example, and it would be important to you to act out of love no matter what. I thought that was Right, cool. leading, leading by example. Yeah. But there's also that um, you're questioning, you know, and you're yearning. Right. You know, for um. home. Yeah. Which is which is just a common thing for all of us. And I like the that at the end when she says for us because you know when we talk about returning home there mm -hmm. is a unity among all of us. Hmm. And again I'll keep using the word awareness, exploring awareness. But you know your awareness, my awareness, the awareness of the universe is all tied together. You know, and so is what, what is it? Wait. Well, it, it, awareness is awareness. The field of awareness we all live in, and so there's a unity within all of that. Do you think awareness is something you have to connect to? Awareness is already there, you know. And yes, <laughs> awareness. Awareness is already there. What does that mean? There's a way that there's that, that there's something that connects us all, and we're using the the word awareness now. When she talks about finding God, I also think that's interesting because mm. when you when you listen to spiritual teachers, you know we talk about awareness mm -hmm. as, as and you kind of awaken to awareness, and then there can also at some point be a realization of divinity, you know, finding God within yourself, mm. and you'll find that you know within religions. Yeah. And so there's awareness, and there's could be some realization about your, about the true nature of yourself as a divine being as well. Of yourself as a divine being. Mm -hmm. And that's what would connect us all. The name of this podcast is Exploring Awareness, and I told you how I'm really growing to love exploring is one of my favorite words. And mm -hmm. and is that because it's a way to look at life? I mean, I like that you said it was a an adventure and it's it was fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
is that how why I'm connecting to exploring, do you think? Yeah. I like that part that it's a journey because there's no end to the journey. I feel like I'm exploring awareness all the time and it never gets boring. You know? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I think we, there's so much to there's so much take a part of it. It's 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 a wonderful sense. So when people you know, if you, if you feel like you're getting bored during meditation, it might mean you got to adjust what you're doing a little bit because awareness, there's no boredom in awareness. You could be aware that you're bored. <laughs> but okay. when you're aware that you're bored, then when you're identifying as awareness and there's no boredom there, it's just unity. It's awareness. When you're identifying as awareness. Yes. Have identify. we discussed that? We touched on it. We've explored it. <laughs> Identifying as awareness. Yeah. What does that mean? So it kind of goes back to the who are you question that right. we had as well. Yeah. So are you your thoughts? Are you your conditionings? Are you your situations? Or are you the awareness of those things? I think I know what the answer should be. Yeah. But I don't know if I feel that. So we're good. That's why we're exploring awareness. And that's why we meditate, because those are the realizations that you get. What are the realizations that you get? The, the realization that you can identify as awareness, rest as awareness. And we can do that during the meditation at the end of this, uh, at the end of this podcast. Resting as awareness changes everything from identifying with your thoughts and your personality and your conditionings as who you are. Do you rest in awareness? I do. A lot? I do. Can you give us an example? <laughs> I mean, you're you're a busy physician. You have a, a wife and three kids and a busy life. And do you have to work to rest in awareness? So years of meditation practice yeah. have helped me learn what awareness tastes like what mm -hmm. it feels like and bring that into the world and so part of the time I am able to be aware and part of the time I get pulled out of it and get wrapped up in the world so you know is it 2080 3070 you know it changes depending on what's going on but it's something you strive for but it is something that continues to express itself in me right so Again, when, I, when we talk about striving, I think it's my intention. Yeah, it is definitely my intention. It expresses itself in you. That's right. That's right. Okay, I think I just need to get that clear of how do you get to that spot. Mm -hmm. It's your intention, but it's expressing itself in you because you've meditated and it comes, it's just part of who you are. So when you do your pilot project at home with meditation, and learn to identify as awareness, then when you move out into the world, you take that with you, you know, until until you don't, until you get distracted. And then you take some breaths and you go, okay, back to, woo, back to my core, back to this sense of who I am that was cultivated through this awareness practice. Can I identify as loving awareness? Or Absolutely. Is... Oh, loving you can? awareness is a wonderful. Oh. It's a wonderful. And Jack Kornfield uses compassionate awareness, you know, as is his term now for mindfulness. You can hear him talk about mindfulness and compassionate awareness interchangeably. Do you think it's easy to be compassionate? Um, if it's bottom up. <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring it all home. Yeah. I mean, I can't help it because I'm a pretty empathetic person. I'm an, an empath, and I've told you that I feel yeah. what other pe people are experiencing. And to me, that is compassion, is it? Mm -hmm. is it am I sure. identifying it correctly? Sure. I don't know a lot of compassionate people. Well, that's okay. Is it? I would rather. I would prefer to know more compassionate people. Do you know a lot of compassionate people? You know, I think lots of people express compassion often. And, you know, I'm with a lot of physicians and nurses yeah, and yeah. things like that. And, and there are extremely compassionate people there. And sometimes compassionate people get distracted, you know. They get upset. They get have personal problems. They have uh, that situations in their life that clouds that over, right? And it's temporary, you know, and it depends on the situation. But it's always there. Return to awareness is 
is it are you talking do you have to have self-awareness i know i ask you this every time mm-hmm. but or do you have to is it something you have to you make it sound bottom up you know it's it's natural process but is it something you should strive for See, I'm asking too many questions so, again. No, 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 no. Well, well I was just going to say it was that back to the intention. Okay. And and so setting an intention. So do you think setting an intention and striving for are the same, or do you see a little yeah, bit of Yeah, it's being aware that this is a good way to live. Yeah. This is good for you. Is it like being centered? I guess that was going to be my question. Is returning to awareness like being because mm-hmm. I'm all about being balanced that's what I think we all need to be emotionally balanced and we need to have our thoughts be balanced and I think balance is like you know you're you're equal and you're even footed and you're centered mm-hmm. is that the same way as well because that's where your core is it, it, it is centered yeah is that the same thing as returning to awareness it, it's another way of saying it oh okay uh, so meditation, we were going to talk about meditation and mindful awareness meditation. Is that a type of meditation? So, you know, we you hear about mindfulness right. all the Which time. Which is not your favorite word. I just don't want it to be misused. Okay. And, uh, and I think that, that mindfulness is a great technique mm-hmm. in order to open to awareness or mindful awareness. So I think mindful awareness is another good way to talk about what we're doing. And, and mindfulness is also a fine word to use. It's just it can get a little, since it's such a popular word right, now and has right. so many different yeah, meanings to yeah. people, that, 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 and that mindfulness is a technique used to open to your awareness. And so all the teachers that I'm hearing are using mindfulness and awareness, you know, similarly. But, but let's say you're in a um, situation where you need to plan a, a business out, right? And so you mm-hmm. might be mindful as you, you know, make your calculations, you make your plans. Mm-hmm. And, and that's fine, you know. I mean, it, being able to be mindful and concentrate on what you're doing. Um, I think that there have been some situations where mindfulness might have been used to, like, increase productivity of workers, right? And without kind of an ethical background, you know, yeah. mindfulness could be misused, right? It could be simply a way to be more productive. Hmm. And we've seen studies where, where mindfulness interventions might be more productive. So when we add the awareness component, to me that adds this, uh, this also this sense of love and generosity and peace and joy that kind of just goes beyond the, the mental part mm-hmm. of mindfulness, right? So, Okay, wait. Mm-hmm. How is that beyond the mental part? You mean Because that's the experiential it? part. Oh, okay. That's okay. the experiential okay. part. That's why I, I, it's not that I don't like the word mindfulness, uh-huh. but I think that, that, that mindfulness, the word is a little bit limited. Okay, so are we going to do a meditation? Do you want to talk about meditation? Well, I think we should do a body scan. Body scan. I think last time we did mindfulness of the breath, and so. Speaking of last time. Oh, yep. You talked about like the tip of your nose. Oh right, And right, I didn't right. get that. Oh, okay. We're meditating, and you're talking about the tip of your nose. Feel the tip, and I'm like, I, I'm, I, I can feel the tip of my nose with my hand. Yeah. But I don't know if I can feel it when I'm meditating. So can you right. clarify what that means? Right. So when we were talking about mindfulness of the breath. Yeah. And I remember uh, when I first learned to meditate, they'd say, feel the air at your nose tip. And that's why I use that term. But but, but the tip of your nose, actually, no air goes by your nose. Right. <laughs> and so it's really... That's my confusion. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a, it's a great question. When we're talking about mindfulness of the breath, we're looking for kind of something to concentrate on. Okay. You know, because yeah. starting with this is a... It, we, you know, you have to, you know, kind of get your mind focused on something. Mm-hmm. And... And, and so it's really probably not the tip of your nose, okay. but it's like your nostril. Mm-hmm. So if you feel your nostril and you breathe in, mm-hmm. do, do you feel the air kind of rushing past your skin at your nostril? I can feel yeah. it, by, again, if I stick my finger there, but... Do you, can you, does your nose have feeling? Yeah, like? I guess so, yeah. Wow, that's a really a thing to focus on. Right, exactly. It's like a pinpoint... If you can imagine an air molecule yeah. going past your nose okay. and then going down your trachea and into your lungs, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and then it comes back out and 
comes back out your nose. So it's like this flow. And when you, so you breathe in with your nose and breathe out with your mouth. Well, is yeah, there a pattern? I just did that. But I usually do in and out of my nose. But do you? Does yeah, it matter? I do. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Oh. Some people aren't nose breathers and they're mouth breathers. Maybe I'm not a nose breather. See how much I'm learning? <laughs> well, close your mouth and breathe. No, it's, that's your nose. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think you get a deeper... I'm like a... I was a singer, so I'm, I'm oh. aware of my diaphragm. Oh, yeah. Abdominal breathing. Yeah. So does that make... Do you think I'm breathing more with my mouth? Well, I think there's air going through your nose. And I think that one of the... You know, interesting... It, breathing is so, so interesting. If you stop and just yeah. pay attention to it. It's like this air... The thing is, your chest expands, yeah, right, and it creates right. negative pressure, and air rushes into your, through your nose or your mouth, and into your lungs, and you know the carbon dioxide and oxygen are exchanging in right, your lungs, right. which is like when you study this at the biochemical, it's just amazing. Well, isn't there a lot of practices that are just focusing on breathing? And and I think I've read that breathing can change your life and. You know, the way you breathe can have a lot of different impacts on you, both physically oh, and yeah. psychologically. I've, I've, I've heard that. And, and breathing is a great method, yeah. a great doorway. I think when you, people like me, get stressed out, I literally stop breathing. In fact, I remember a story, I don't know if you ever heard, I don't think it's around anymore, the Oxygen TV Network. And I heard the interview with a woman who created it, and she said, I just sat up in bed and realized I wasn't breathing. Yeah. You know, and so she created the oxygen network so to relax people and to focus on breathing. And I think more people kind of forget to breathe than they might even realize. Well, you know, uh, sometimes when I'm with patients, yeah, um, certain procedures or certain things, people stop breathing. I'm like, okay, breathing, start breathing again, <laughs> because people will stop breathing when they get tense. Really? Mm -hmm. And you're aware of that? Oh, I pay close attention to that. I'm like, okay, let's take a deep breath. Because, you know, people stop breathing when they feel nervous. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe we should have a whole conversation about breathing and, and different types and what they can do for you. Well, so what we're doing here is, is remember, we're talking about, about awareness. Right. And so to breathe is one thing and to be aware that you're breathing is another. Which I think, if someone's just tuning in now, they they might be laughing, but it's a it's a it's a real thing. You do to need to be aware if you're breathing or not. I think I do that a lot. I will I'll get tense or have be anxious about something, and I'll think I'm not breathing. You know, but you are breathing, or you wouldn't be. Yeah, conscious. right. You're, right. But, but a lot of breathing is unconscious. So you know, mm. you breathe your whole life, and you don't really know that you're breathing. Right. And then when we stop to do meditation, yeah. you know, the, the to be conscious of your breath is the beginning of of this consciousness, the beginning of awareness, the first step. And it's a benefit. You know, I love that word <laughs> because it does make you focus on your breathing. And if you tend not to breathe. Now you're focusing on it, and it's going to be you're going to be aware of it more. Yeah, and right? when you become aware of your breath, you become aware, <laughs> and awareness is where the peace is. And so, you know, mindfulness-based stress reduction. We talked right? about this yeah. before. That uh, that why do you get stress redu reduction when you do mindfulness? Yeah, because you're tuning into the awareness where stress doesn't exist. It's not a conditioned place. Stress is, is based on your conditions. But your core exists whether there's stress or not. So you're at work, you're having a busy day, you're doing something, you're stuck in traffic, and then you're feeling stress. How do we tune into that place yeah, of awareness? You just take a deep breath. Become aware of your breath. Just like do that in the middle of whatever you're doing. I do that all the time. You do? Absolutely. That's a useful tool. It's a very useful tool. And you it's highly a encourage very it. Very useful tool. Highly encourage it. But then you can link back to that feeling that you get, that experience you get when you meditate. It's like, oh yeah, there that there's this is where it really is. All this stuff is going on out here, but actually, you know, what's true is what's the present moment right here inside. So but you have to be mindful of that moment. Right? That's true. You do have to. You do have to 
you know, shake yourself loose of the, of the chaos at the moment to take a breath and say, ah. Awesome. I love that. All right. Should we do our meditation? Let's do our meditation. Okay, body we'll, scan. Like, we'll do a, a, a brief body scan because okay. when we did the mindfulness of the breath, we became aware of the breath. And right. today we're going to become aware of the body. Okay. Right? And right. so it's kind of developing our awareness muscle to, to just, you know, the present moment here mm-hmm. is your body. Mm-hmm. And so let's just become aware of our body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bodies sometimes have places that feel good and some places that, that feel bad. And there might be like muscle spasms, right, joint pains. Some people may have serious illnesses. Mm-hmm. And it's there. And when we do this body scan, we take the opportunity to take the body as it is, you know, and, and take the body non-judgmentally with some compassion, mm. you know, compassionate awareness, forgiveness, and, and be kind. You know, the body also holds tension from mm-hmm. emotions, mm-hmm. from past traumas, and sometimes people, well, you know, can get can hold these type of things for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. When we do our body scan, this is a chance to just let your body be and accept it. And you know, sometimes there's some healing can come from that. You know, I've noticed when I have a muscle spasm, when I become aware of it, it just kind of relaxes, you know? you It's like, oh, I've been holding tension mm-hmm. in that, my back all day. And now I've, it's now that I know that it's there, I can relax it. But you didn't know it was there the whole day. Right. So you might be scrunched up or you have a headache or something. Right. But it's like, you just, compassionately mm. accept what your body's doing, you know, and, mm. it, and there's a transformational quality to that. Okay. You are ready. No, I'm ready. Okay, well, let's do it then. Okay. So, again, put your feet on the floor and get your hands in your lap and sit up nice and straight. And then just let your body relax and check in with your breath. And that's how we'll always start, right? Just by you know, checking in with the breath. And note the air, wherever it is, on your nose, coming in your nose, or your mouth, filling your lungs. Then reversing flow. And so we'll start the body scan at the feet and work our way up. And so the first part of the body scan is to bring your attention to the bottoms of your feet. And your feet have been carrying you around if you're if you're able to walk. They've been, you know, enclosed in shoes, and they might still be enclosed in shoes. Um, but they're not bearing your weight night right now. Probably you're sitting. They're on the floor. Just what does the bottom of your feet feel like? And did you do you even know that you have bottoms of your feet? toes and you know the toes keep you balanced the big toe there has been keeping you balanced all day the little toes the constant movements to keep you balanced and just a really interesting thing to pay attention to and just for the sake of awareness they're there and and just with curiosity aware of your feet the bottoms of your feet and the tops of your feet and your ankle and wiggle your toes 
reveal the muscles. And there's a term um, that I've learned. It's called animated with awareness. And so see if your feet are now animated with awareness. See if that resonates. Whereas before they were just unconsciously there, now they are there and you're aware of them. Alive and full of nerve endings, sensing everything around them. And take that same sense of awareness to your ankles. You can see where your foot attaches to your lower leg bones at that ankle. It moves in all different directions. And then moving up your leg, your shins and your calves, that long part of your lower leg connecting to your knee Then noticing your knee joint, which is an incredible feat of nature with all the bones and cartilages and tendons. And you may have your original knee, you may have a fake knee or a, or a surgically replaced knee. Um, if you have arthritis, um, you may have. Uh, pain in your knee or not. Either way, right now, just become aware of your knee. And then that connects then to your your femur, hip bone, and you can feel the muscles on your hips and your thighs this goes up to your pelvis but stop here and just be aware that you have two lower legs again maybe for the first time and just enjoy that awareness of your legs being animated with awareness Now we'll move up then to the uh, pelvis and lower abdomen. Take a deep breath. And feel the abdominal wall move out and in. And inside your abdom abdomen there is the intestines and the kidneys and the bladder and the glands and the liver and spleen, all these organs, it's really, there's no sense of awareness of those individual things, but you can just bring a sense to the complexity of what's going on in there. Hear your stomach growl. And then up to your chest, and you'll feel your chest cavity expand and contract. And then moving around to your back, you have a different sensation. That band of muscles and bones, ribs, and spinal column holding you up. And you may find those tense muscle bundles there. Just notice them. And breathe into them. Let them relax. And moving up to your middle back and upper back. 
again, allowing these areas to be an animated with awareness. And then bring the awareness to your hands and the palms of your hands. And just when you're aware of them, like feel how they buzz with sensation. Just you can feel how different the palms of your hands are than the back of your hands. And discover that. That's your amazing hands, what they can do. and your wrists, and then your lower arms, and your elbow, and your upper arm connect to your shoulders. And then just your whole body below your head, alive, with awareness. And then all of a sudden, you're not just a head walking around. You can feel into your whole body, aware that it's there. Maybe for the first time, amazed. And then moving up then awareness to the back of your head and feeling the hair on your head and moving up to the top of your head and around in your ears and your forehead and then maybe all the muscles you can feel in your face start to quiver forehead and the, around the eyes the nose and the mouth the chin, you, know, you can become aware of your senses, you know, there's awareness that you can see and smell and taste and talk and hear. And then, of course, your brain is in your head. And it's working like a computer running your whole body. A lot of it is completely unconscious, keeping you balanced, keeping your organs running, keeping everything going. And that part of the brain's happening on its own. And then the other part of your brain is generating your thoughts. Integrating your past and planning your future. And awareness is just aware of that. So one step back, witnessing. body, your whole body process. At this place of awareness. Maybe you can identify as the awareness of your body and then rest as awareness and let the conditions of life be what they are. Your body, your thoughts, ever-changing. But awareness staying constant. Awareness there, accepting, non-judgmentally, your body and your thoughts.
freedom. You can use the word love and peace and joy or whatever other words. this sense of awareness that's beyond thoughts and beyond consciousness. So if you'd like to continue to rest as awareness, you can pause the podcast. Otherwise, we'll take three deep breaths. And then open your eyes. I don't, oh, even, Lisa. I don't know what to say. That was like one of the best meditations I've done in a long time. Yeah. Did you get a sense for that awareness? I did. It was awesome. Yeah. And I felt myself breathing through my nose. Oh. <laughs> I thought, there it is. Right. That's what we were talking about. Oh, no, that was great. Right. Paying attention to that. But I also feel, I, I know you're a physician, but I don't take one bit of the human body for granted. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool to go through it and think about it and be grateful for it and relax it and... So, no, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and the, you know, did you get the animation with the wet? Yes, my feet were, like, yeah, I felt it. That's a great way to describe it. Such an interesting, interesting concept. Yeah. I'm so glad I learned that because it's like, yes, yeah. you know, everything is there because you're aware of it, you know? Right. It's wonderful. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing I'm aware. I'm aware of that talking to you and having these conversations makes me a better person, and I hope people listening feel that, too, because isn't that our intention? Yeah, oh, I'm so happy that I'm a place that we can share this, yeah. and discuss it, and, and hopefully in the discussion that we have and the back and forth and you know the challenges that right. we face will allow people with the same type of challenges and yeah. work you know to relate yeah. to what we're doing. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Yeah. In the meantime, if we uh, have a Patreon channel, uh, you could. Join us at patreon.com and um, see our podcast page. Please like us, share it with your friends, let other people know what's going on so we can build our community here. Yeah. And Facebook page too, right? Your Facebook page. Thanks. We'll find lots of other pages. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we hope you will join us for the next episode. So long, everyone. See you later. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.